You are listening to The Dollop. This is an American history podcast where each week I, Dave Anthony, with a dog, read a story from American history to a guy named Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about and has a picture of a cat. Did you notice right when we started recording, uh, this particular dog got up and turned around? Yeah. Like he was like, I'm so over this. Whatever it is, I'm already done with it. That's how I feel. Which a, a lot of our listeners may feel the same. I feel um, the same. And I'm part of the I show. I feel that oh, way. Oh, but then I sometimes they come back like the dog did just now. The dog is now. The dog is like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And uh, now uh, begrudgingly That's one of my sideways. favorite things people will say. People will go like, I listen to you guys before I go to bed, and sometimes I pass out. And then they'll be like, I mean, it's not you. It's good. I'm like, it's fine. That's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever, listen, you can, whatever you want to do. I fall asleep to me. Yeah, hey, why yeah. wouldn't you? The sweet, dulcet tones of Dave. The sad, sad, sad sounds of Dave sad Anthony and sounds. Gareth Reynolds. Oh, I watched, I uh, watched a bar rescue with the uh, sure. lunatic John Taffer um, yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, and he. They were talking about the Sacramento floods, and he like oh, redid yeah. this bar because of this woman who died in the basement, which I thought was shut cool. up. Yeah, no, no. It's like he was like, "She's it's a haunted place, so we're gonna make it her thing." And he like made it about this woman who died, which I always think is a fun way to do it. To be like, "Yeah, yeah. she sacrificed her life so that you could turn your bar around." This lady died for a bar. She died for a bar, and called it quote his jam pad. Jam pad. I'm the fucking hippo guy. Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy. On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> Five rounds of play. Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo. No sleep tell hippo. Uh, action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. Rhoda. Rhoda in the court. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in 
uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Gareth? $17.99. Whoa. Year of our Lord Jesus Christ, who died on that day, I believe. I don't know my Jesus history very well. But I'm pretty sure he died on seventeen ninety nine. I think he was. A, I'm pretty sure he was a president. He died. People don't know this. Jesus died in the first car accident, that's right. and that's why he got so popular. That's right. Yeah, that's why they call it the Model T because that's what his arms and legs looked like. Thank you. Uh, Samuel Patch was born to Abigail and Mayo Greenleaf Patch. Now I'm saying Mayo. It, it's probably said another way, but if your name is spelled M Y M A Y O, I'm calling you Mayo. Yeah, I don't. I can't honestly imagine another way of saying. It. What I'm would sure be the other Mayo. way to say? It? It's Mayo? I'm sure it's Mayo. But oh, like how, Cinco de? Why would you not say Mayo? Yeah, to that it's Mayo. Person, absolutely. Yeah. And who, who are we talking mayonnaise. about? Uh, this is Sam Patch's father, Mayo Sam. Greenleaf Patch. Oh, his first his dad's first name was Mayo. That's correct. Oh, so yeah, he was probably a big Mayo guy back then. I would imagine they had yeah. so much mayonnaise back then. It was yeah. like the number one food. Have you tried this delicious condiment? Ketchup could suck our dicks. That's that's actually, that was the first name of mayonnaise. Ketchup that's, suck our dicks. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> Sam's dad was a tenant farmer and a shoemaker and a raging alcoholic. Wow. That's a lot of jobs. And when you put those three together, you get some yeah. very, very bad shoes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, his mother was a, a very stern Calvinist. And in 1807, they moved to Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Okay. And they, the Slater Mill was there. Now, the Slater Mill was a gigantic Slater's mill. mill. Uh, we all That's know. right. This is um, the place where we design the, sh- the, other, the mill stuff. This is it. It's <laughs> going on? I want to hear... Mill stuff. I want to hear more I'm not going to be in this mill for too long. Doesn't Slater just sound exactly like Nicholson, but a younger one? I think that's offensive. Okay. Greetings and uh, salutations. The Slater Mill was America's first water-powered textile mill mm-hmm. using the Blackstone River for power. So huge machines spinning cotton into yarn, which is used in mass textile production. Sure. I don't have to tell you that. but No, no, no. But for the listeners, it's probably important to know. For the uninformed. Yes. So um, workers are working long days in either freezing weather or sweltering hot weather. Clanging machines were said to be so loud it was maddening. Lung and heart disease from particulate inhalation, very, very common. So it's just a great work right, environment. It's perfect. How's everybody's lungs feeling? Uh, it's thick, actually. How are your hearts? Um, wow. slow. Good luck with all that. Okay. Why did you come here? You, uh-huh. Well, usually when someone asks a question, then they have, and you, they don't hear a good answer, then they go, oh, I can maybe do something about that. Or Sounds pretty good. Uh, okay. Like, I feel like I'm holding up my end of Greetings this. salutations. Com- Again, I don't. This is my mill. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm just going to work until I die, which would be I laughed. 30. Yes. That's correct. Thank you. Uh, Sam's father abandoned the family. Sure. And uh, Oh, no, wait. I want to go. Sorry. I, I jumped ahead. Well, spoiler. Um, I, I'm not going to get too attached to Papa. 
Yeah, don't. So the Slater mill employed entire families, including kids. Oh God. Okay. And 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 so they're making textiles, but they're using it's they're using it like with water. It's water powered. You said. Yeah, they use of? the water to power the. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so, so that's probably fun for the kids. It's like a water yeah, park. Yeah. It's all great. Yeah. So Sam Slater also housed the families and made them shop at a company store. So he gets the whole family oh, working. God, it's one of these. He puts them up. Yeah, it's right. a. <laughs> it's like what they did with mines and what they will do with Amazon and what they're doing Pullman? with Amazon right now. Pullman yeah. did that, right? Yeah, my right, boy yeah. Pullman. Yeah. Uh, older workers uh, were known as mule spinners, Good. and they manned they manned the complicated machines. Okay. And then children went into like these spider webs of threads between belts and machines to like oh replace bobbins and repair threads. So they're like in the the mix what? six days a week. Kids are just like so they just use the tiny children to like go into the places where they can't to fix things. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's and cool. and like like and kids I'm sure that there was want. no death like resulting from that no, in any way. No, that kid like had never never. No, no kids like um, getting strangled or scared in there. No, like that. good lord, no! Come on, it's America. So my four year old's freaking out in there. Well, we got to start the machines up. Yeah, fire him up, get him going. No, but he'll ah. get trapped. Well, <laughs> we uh, we lose we'll lose six minutes. Look, they... you're you're supposed to lose five kids anyway. You yeah, have to five lose kids half. A day. Six, six, like kids really enjoy, six days a week, 5 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. Oh, just a classic those. kid's day. Right, yeah. Just um, when does Most kids end? hate working in the gloomy uh, factory, then the dangerous mill. Some just run away, and they're, they're gone. I'm with those kids. Now, Sam's father, as you heard earlier, abandoned the family, and eventually he ends up in prison for counterfeiting. So he gets his just end. I tried to hand them shoes for money. Sure. Uh, but they recognized pretty quickly that it was yeah. not a $10 bill. Sam is working seven hour, at seven years old. He starts to work at the, the sure. factory, as you should. Absolutely. And 14 and a half hour day doesn't leave a lot of time for fun. God almighty. That is so crazy and yeah. so close to where we'll be again. Yeah, and so they f- they found two things that they really enjoyed, the kids. The kids? Not working yeah. and <laughs> drowning? No, uh, getting shit-faced on whiskey. Oh, my God. At, honest, at seven? Well, they're already working 14-hour days, so just cut to it. I mean, but it's just like, it's so early. Yeah, I but mean, you're, you're already doing all the other adult stuff. Start getting shit-faced and smoking uh, cigars and... Ah. Uh. They're Spend smoking, they're the drinking brothel. whiskey and smoking. They're seven-year-olds. Yeah. Man, as, I'll tell you. As factory intended. life ain't for the week, I'll tell you that, son. <laughs> How old are you? I'm six and hammered. Oh, my God. Well, when you get to be my age, this is just yeah, what are you, you're, you're halfway through your life. You're eight, huh? I'm seven and three quarters, man, actually. I am yeah. so, I am so drained, man. This is yep. just such uh, fucking bullshit. I'm ready to be taken off of this planet. Just fucking, you know, just shoot me out oh of my, here. You know, you should hear my wife. She doesn't get it. My wife has yeah. no, she has no yeah. clue. She's just is like, babe, why are you so tired? You're not sexual anymore. I'm like, well, first I'm six. Yeah. And second, I'm exhausted. These are 14 hour mill days. Yeah. So are we playing tag or what is this? No, no, we're drinking whiskey here. Have another oh, shooter. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'll keep there doing that all day. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers to you, buddy. To the ghosts of childhood. God damn, my feet just hurt all the time. All you got to do what I do, cut off the bottoms. 
Okay. Have another yeah, shooter. Now we're talking some good stuff. I'll tell you, did I ever tell you the story about when I um, was five? Mm, which one? Um, there's pretty much just the one where I worked in the factory. But I remember one day I was I thought to myself, maybe there's more to life. How fucking funny is that? Have another shooter. Have another <laughs> shooter. Yeah. Oh. Oh shit. Oh. Oh. I don't think I'll see nine. Tell you, you sound like the old ball and chain. <laughs> My wife, she's an old hag. She's eight. Yeah. You should hear her. She thinks I, she knows so much. Eight years old, just because she made it that far. Yeah, I'm a widower. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. That's tough. That's yeah, tough. I, lo I lost her to the yarn oh. web. Oh, yeah. A lot of fine ones go to the yarn web. I didn't push her. Relax, 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 Chadwick. Have, have another shooter. Okay. Have another shooter. Our little bodies are ruined. I mean, we could literally just do that all day. <laughs> oh, my throat's like, I can't. <laughs> uh, so, right. They like to get drunk. And the other thing they like to do is jump off a bridge into the river. Okay. Then, now, see, that, I would imagine, would yes. be, like, the thing. I would be like, that, because to some extent, you're like, yeah, for sure, like, the childhood is probably being sucked out of them. But that, yep. I would imagine, would be more like that shit. Like, jumping into rivers. And, yeah. you know, like, playing games or, like... Still doing stuff, but to find whiskey, to have whiskey introduced and to have it stick at that age is a little crazy, it seems. I think it's great. The bridge is 50. It's a 50-foot fall, so it's a big, that's sure. a big drop. I mean, good luck finding a kid now who would jump 50 feet. Most well, kids are I mean, jump when, you're drunk, when you're drunk. When you're drunk. You're a drunk. These aren't regular kids. These are drunk kids. They also had to jump. They had to clear rocks when they jumped off the bridge. I imagine some of them didn't make it, but. Sam could do it easily, and he was super into it. And for a bigger challenge, he climbed up on a six-story mill on a bluff, and he jumped, and that was almost 100 feet. Okay, so we're planting the seeds of this kid's a jumper. This guy, and a drunk and drunk. Like, who else drumper. does it? What other kid does that? They're plowed if they do that. Yeah, well, I mean, there's not a lot of opportunity for drunk children to jump. But, yes, I agree. Yeah. So, okay, so he's, he's the best at... Jump, jumping. Yes, and yeah, he keeps doing it. People start coming to watch him. Crowds get you bigger gotta and bigger. You got to see this shit can't kid who they make work slave uh, slave labor <laughs> jump into the river. You got to see. Hey, does any, anyone ever think that we should just maybe like change the laws or something? It seems like, no, no, no. That's not what we're here to do. No. Watch this kid jump. Is he 100 feet up? Watch him jump into this river. Did I mention that these kids who work all those long hours are drunk? You got to see this kid jump. That's actually more fun because if they're sober, they're they're more cautious. So this they, way, they they're able. They have what we call inhibitions, but they're able, yeah. they, these kids have drank them out of that. They've either had it beaten or drank out of them. That's right. Look at this kid go. This is unbelievable, man. You ever oh, read that, that book, Moral Principles? Nope. Me neither. Um. So. He's, he's, he's getting a little popular in the area. Um, so he becomes a showman doing this. He starts milking the crowd's anticipation after he would jump in the water. Sometimes he would stay on under as long as he could. So people you know, are like, the oh, my God, the child. We were here on the day he died. This was a <laughs> yes. good day to be here. No one jump in. Um, and he keeps jumping all the way through adulthood. And when he's an adult, he's working as a mule spinner. Get, by the way, it gets, I mean, if I'm like 
going to see the show, it's getting a little less like. I mean, like, I mean, he's like thirty now. Right? Yeah, he's he's yeah, he's an older guy now. Who wants in. to see me do it again? Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's weird now. Come on. Frank. He's like I said, he moved from the mill. The women in the mill are paid less because wow, um, well, Dave, women. that'll shift. Yeah, that'll totally change in the next couple hundred years. Yeah. Then in 1824, Slater decided to increase the workday by an hour and cut the wages for 25 percent of women between 15 and 30. So That's if you're a right. woman Sorry, between 15 and 30. So the young, the children workers get the same amount, and the old lady, well, old lady, over 30 workers get the same amount, but the prime ones, I assume the the most of the workforce between 15 and 30 are getting an extra hour, and their wages cut 25%. That's cool. And that's just women, or that's everyone? It's just women. That's just women. That's, that, I mean... They have a different... A- Job, he seems they... like a really cool mill owner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, it's you know, because women only barely exist. And most mill owners you can describe as cool. Yeah, I would imagine that. So you're just working kids to the bone. Um, and then women, you're like, I got some bad news, ladies. So you're going to have to work an extra hour. And because it's such a pain in my ass to schedule, I'm cutting your wage. Well, he said they were earning, quote, extravagant wages, so they needed to be... Well, obviously. I mean, they're still in the mill. You know what I mean? So they're, yeah. yeah. You're what I like to call millionaires, okay? (laughs) See y'all later. Toodle-ooty-doo. So America's first organized labor strike was now on. <laughs> what, what? What's up their butt? I haven't heard it yet. What, did, no, what are they mad either. about? I don't know what they're mad about. What they have they a do? river. And they have yeah, there's the river jumping. They're getting drunk on whiskey. They got 15 of them in a the house. What's the problem? It seems pretty good. Um, other workers join the women on their strike, including Sam. So the women start the strike. Yeah. Right and the, everyone else is like, yeah, we're with you. Right. Children lead the walkout. It spreads to other mills. Now workers all over the area, surrounding factories, looting equipment, and even marching to owners' homes, insulting them, and breaking their windows. There we go. I like that order, too. Yeah. Start Warm them up with the uh, amuse-bouche of, you guys are pricks, and then start smashing the windows. That's right. I just still can't believe, like, that's not happening here yet. It's, it's, it is just always shocking. Everyone's just going to keep going until they lay down. Okay. Um, so a local judge said the streets were, quote, literally filled with men, women, and children making a mob of very daring aspect, insulting the managers of cotton mills in every shape, pulling and hauling, screaming, and shouting through the streets. Good. For his part, Sam got drunk and set up a jump to entertain his fellow workers. That, I mean, that feels like maybe not like solidarity in some way. Yeah, you, you know, know, it's solidarity. It's a little entertainment. Well, they're probably all just like, we're going to go, let's, let's show them. Like, I got and you know what? I'll do a jump. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Hey, hey, Dan, you get him, get, get the march moving, okay? It's Get him going down there, okay? We've been, we've been working together for six years. My name's Jeff. Okay, Dan, I need you to listen okay. to me and listen to me close. Yeah. Yep. You get, get the march moving. Yep. And then when the time is right, you know what I'm going to do? Hit him with a jump, a drunk jump. Yeah, I'll jump real high, and I'll land, and then everyone will be like, oh, my snippity snap. Was that Sam? And I'll come out and I'll be like, you can't do this to us. We're pissed off. 
we need better wages. And by the way, women working one hour more for less wages, that's some bullshit. And right when they're going, oh, I don't know, grumble, grumble, I'm not sure about that, I hit them with another jump. No. Yeah. We're good with one. Dan. It's fine. It Dan. doesn't do anything. Dan. Dan. It's Jeff. Dan Juice. Listen what? to me. Did you call me Dan, Dan Juice? Juice? Dan Juice. That's no, I'm talking to my drink. I call you my drink. Dan okay. Juice. We're done. I'm done talking to you. Buddy, I'm telling you, I know how to help with all this. You smash their windows. You talk some shit. I'll go jump. Okay, bye. Might as well jump. Jump! The strike uh, was settled in a month, but the troublemakers were fired after there was a settlement. One of those, of course, was Sam. Oh, boy. And he was forced to leave town because he couldn't get work anywhere, and uh, he went to Pawtucket. Okay. Sorry, he was forced to leave Pawtucket, and okay, he tried. He then tried to open his own mill business, but it didn't work because Sam was always drunk, and his partner, a Scotsman known as Kennedy, ran off with all the money. Wow, I mean that's pretty great. I mean, just like a great partnership, honestly. Yeah. Just the guy's like, I say, well, I mean, are you? Sh- I, 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 didn't we already go over the numbers? Hey, we went over them a few times. You said you're absolutely fine with everything we put forth. Now, the problem is, Samuel, where's the money? I've not bloody seen it. Where's it uh, going to? No, I gave, I gave uh, all of it. I put it in the bag, and I said, here's you the money. You put it in the bag? And come on, I gave I gave. The bag's you. not the bank. I don't understand no, you exactly. Were, you were supposed to put it in the bank. That's why oh, I gave God it to almighty, you God almighty, Sam, you know what I think I've done? I think I put it in the bloody wash. I think what? I've washed all the savings. No, all the bloody the you didn't tell me. You gotta give me a bloody heads up. Oh no. You put it in a bag. Yeah, yeah, for you. It said bank on the front. It, the you bag said, said put bank. It in a bag that said bank. I, I think said, I might have thought that was a set of bank pipes. That's what I think happened. No, we talked we talked about it and oh, I, I don't remember that. Well, you're always so pissed though. Do you do you ever just like think about your hands? Yeah, all the time. That's good. When you stay here, you write some of that down. I'll okay. go on the never-ending quest to find this bloody money. Okay. I won't come back till I found it. I've come back. It's been a week. So I found so many things you can do with hands since. Great work again. Awesome. Just it's like a weak jackass. So he that now he's despondent, and drunk because his. Because he got nothing. <laughs> setting up a mill didn't work. Right. So in 1826, uh, he decides to move to Patterson, New Jersey, where he found work as a loom supervisor at a cotton mill. Uh, he's the, This cotton mill is right by the 70-foot high waterfalls of the Passaic River. Now, is the, I mean, is that in, like, his occupational search? It's got like, to be. He's just got to yeah. be. I'm looking for a mill with a, a high jump situation yeah. next to it. Well, welcome aboard. We're excited to have you be the loom supervisor. Mm-hmm. Hey, is there any um, huge uh, areas with water around him around here? Uh, just on an unrelated note? Oh, yeah. There's actually a giant... There's, like, a cliff right there. I accept the position. Oh. I'm also a bit of a jumper. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And I have a big drinking problem. Okay. So. Well, welcome. 
Yeah. So, but don't worry. That will not inter- That will not interfere with the uh, loom supervision in any way. Did I just say supervision? By the way, is, let me guess. Let me guess. You're wondering, have I had anything to drink today? No, I haven't actually. Oh well, I've had a little. I have a little every morning, and then I have a lot after that. Every, everybody, our four year olds, everybody's like in on that. Oh great! Right. Yeah, I don't even know why I'm pointing that out. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I am a bit on a bit of a blackout. Yeah. That's so fine. if I show up and don't know why I'm here, just re-explain it to me. Yep. Okay, we do great. That with I'm about thirty percent of our workers. Uh, fantastic. And again, you are. Yes. Thank you so much. So, you know, that's obviously why he went there, right? It's a, <laughs> it's yeah. a giant 70-foot drop. And it's a booming town. It's America's first pre-planned, America's first pre-planned industrial city for workers. However, it's like this Kafka-esque nightmare of taking slave-picked cotton up north through and then putting it through massive industrial spinning looms, resulting in, you know, people losing arms and smashed hands and there's rampant chronic pulmonary disease from the cotton dust. So it's just, it's that one of the workers only respites uh, from their hell was a 30 minute lunch break, which a lot of them took on the North shore of Patterson's great falls in a public picnic area that was named forest garden. So they have this little place at lunch. They get the 30 minutes. Let's just go there. We'll eat our hoagies. We'll just chill. We'll watch the water. There's a man about to kill himself. Now, this mass of very poor working people made Forest Garden an absolutely terrifying place to the rich people of Patterson. Okay, wow, because they're like, oh, look at them. They're eating. Yeah, sitting around enjoying themselves. I think 30 minutes is too much for them. But fuck them, they're out there just enjoying the grass. Why can't they eat at the same time that they're working? Isn't there a dungeon? They should put those bags they give horses on their mouths. (laughs) That way they can have food while they work. On August 14th, 1827, the little public picnic area was bought by mill owner Timothy Crane to transform it into a private day retreat for the rich. Wow. So the place where they go to have their breaks, a rich guy buys and he's like, this will be finally where the rich can actually have some recreation. (laughs) So sick of the rich not having any of the breaks. Hopefully we can hose it down with a power wash to get all the poor off it. He described his planned uh, retreat as, quote, a place of rational amusement. Unlike the irrational amusement (laughs) that the poor's have. The filthiness of the poor's. Filthy poorness. It was going to have an upscale restaurant and scenic walks and other, like, well-manicured parts of nature. You and know. a Tommy gun to shoot the poles if they try to oh, return. please. Crane also planned a new bridge across the falls. One would have to pay two penny a toll to get across, so poor people could not afford it. Now, people were angry, but Crane explained, quote, if the bridge were to be thrown open, the garden would be occupied by a set of lazy, idle, rascally, drunken vagabonds. This would drive away all the decent people. We would lose our income and all of our little ornaments and improvements would be defaced, ruined, and destroyed. So the people working their fucking asses off Go ahead. are the lazy ones. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is great. So the bridge was assembled on the banks of the river, and then a crane was going to swing it into place. 
Now, he set up a big event, Sunday, September 30th, 1827. It would be a grand reopening of the now private Forest Garden. And that's when the the bridge would be put in place. And then Sam announced that he would be upstaging the bridge bridge placement by jumping off the 70-foot-high cliff on the same day. Is that his first jump? Uh, no, he's been jumping, but this is okay. But this, this is gonna be a crowd, like, right? Okay, I, I mean, it's gonna be a oh no, the river's contaminated. So, Thomas Crane told, uh, sorry, Timothy Crane told the cops to keep an eye on Sam so he can't make the jump. He's like, keep right. take care of this guy. Right. So, the cops pick him up and they lock him in a basement. Wait a, a minute, you cannot. <laughs> what are you arresting me for? Suspicion of jumping. <laughs> you got to jump, that's why. Suspicion of a scheduled jump. So they lock him in this basement with a bunch of booze, and they just leave him there. I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> it's just all bullshit, but okay. And I'm sure he was like, ah, there's worse crimes. Now, the ceremony begins with the, the crane lifting the bridge into place. A small crowd of rich people near the top of the falls politely collapse. Uh, uh, politely clap as Timothy Crane stands by oh, and watches yes. his thing. Oh, there Look goes the bridge. It. There goes Ooh. the bridge. Oh, it's official. It's no longer for the poor. And then suddenly, a very drunk, but oh, n- not at all locked up, Sam <laughs> appears on the cliff. Who gets drunk and is like a good locksmith? <laughs> this, it's just, he's got like Hulk skills when hammered. The, uh, the workers all just, you know, Break into applause when he they're down at the bottom. They all, yay, Sam's here. They all break into applause. And Sam yells, quote, Timothy Crane has indeed done great things, but now I will do another. And then he strips I, down to oh. his undershirt and underwear yes. and jumps off the cliff. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Now, he jumps. I mean, I like I do like the sort of like. Uh, game respects game. Timothy Crane has done something fantastic as well. And now to get into my underwear and cannonball. <laughs> so he doesn't do cannonball. So this is what he does. He do, This is his jump. He jumps with his body bent and his arms above his head and then suddenly straightens out like an arrow and goes down and hits the water. So he kind of does. So kind of a Olympi, Olympic jumpy. Yeah. Right. And he waits as long as he can to emerge. And then when he comes up, the crowd just goes, you know, crazy. Right. He's officially upstaged Crane on his big day. But Uh, now he is is a local celebrity. Everybody's there. He's a local celebrity. So Sam would jump in the same spot two more times the next year. Do the rich, do the, the rich are like, oh, that was nice. Like they're like, no, no. No, they're like livid. No, they're like this is a filthy guy who right. did it in his underwear. Like it's everything. A drunk, filthy guy in his underwear. It's nothing that they want. <laughs> to be fair, he wanted to do it sober, but the police got involved. Hey, he, well, you they say put that. him in he, what we call the drunk tank. He wanted to do a different drunk where he right. He wanted to do it on his own drunk terms. That's right, his own drunk. Right. I didn't want to do it with a gin gut. I had whiskey brain in my heart of hearts. <laughs> so. Uh, he upstages Crane again on July 4th by scheduling his jump right before Crane's grand private Independence Day banquet and fireworks show. Oh, what a prick. I mean, th- this, that, that is like the perfect villain. 
yeah. the guy who, I mean, just like, oh, yeah, so I've got my 4th of July planned, and it'll be fireworks that shoot high enough that we can see, but low enough that the poor eyes can't <laughs> catch it over the horizon. Just the fact that he, like, they had one thing that they enjoyed, and they have, the, the, yeah. these rich motherfuckers, these capitalists, always have to take it away. You can't yeah. have anything. So oh, yeah. It's distracting. Crane actually ran Forest Garden for several years, and then he lost it to debt collectors, and he ended up dying alone and penniless in a wooden cabin. So, great end. Nice. Nice. Each time Sam jumped, he collected more and more donations, and uh, he'd become America's first professional daredevil. Okay. He's the first guy. There's no other daredevil out there. Wow. A letter to the editor of the Vermont Intelligencer, quote, there were from 10,000 persons assembling at Patterson to see Sam Patch leap from Passaic Falls. This is in bad taste, for although there is some tact and management in the feat, it is still unnecessary sporting with human existence, and all such bravados should be discountenanced. Rational, scientific, and even daring exploits for rational objects may be encouraged. But what is there in a leap over a cataract of 90 feet? Danger and desperation. We remember a sleight-of-hand man who was exhibiting his feats in a village in this state, much to the astonishment of the audience. At length, he said, ladies and gentlemen, I have one feat yet that will astonish you. So saying, he spread a carpet on the floor and with a pistol very coolly blew his brains out. What? 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 Okay, I'm sorry. This <laughs> journalist has really, I mean, Sam's not the only one taking long leaps. This is quite a mental leap this person is taking. Look, we know where this all leads. He's going to lay out carpet and blow his brains out. How many times must we relearn this lesson, everyone? For God's sakes, history is bashing on the door. We must answer. This ends with carpet brains. <laughs> The villagers were were very much tickled, but exceedingly grieved when they discovered that there was no sleight of hand in it. He had just blown his brains out. So they hung around like, when does he say ta-da? Yes, the the trick part is over. When does the... All right, you, gather your brains and tell us how you've done that. How did you do it? We demand... Hold on. Don't let me finish talking to the man. Sir, we demand to know how you've done that. And we want you to clean the carpet. I was just prodding and poking his little, this little soupy thing that he is now. Yes, I'll tell you, it's very convincing, but I'm not going to be the one to leave right before he says ta-da. Oh, no, I don't want to be out in the parking lot when I hear, he's back. That's right, exactly. We'll have egg on our face. My wife went home a few hours ago, but I'm sticking mm-hmm. around until this man tells us how he's done it. It's starting to smell. Yes, yes, I would say the trick has a bit of a plot laying out, but yes. let's uh, let's await for the big ta-da. I demand Ooh. to know how this man did it, even though it's been a full fortnight and my wife and family have left me. I'm still waiting for this man here to tell me how he's done it. And, mind you, one further thing, how he's laid there so perfectly still for the whole two weeks without a sandwich or a sip of water. The odor is horrendous. It's getting worse. 
And as I see the man decompose, I actually want to know that wrinkle of the trick, too. Yes. I'm not going to let him just walk away without us finding out how this is done. Even though it's been two and a half years, my wife has fully divorced me, my children are grown, and I'm starving myself because I have no job anymore. I've been let go. I'm not leaving until this man, who is now full skeleton, tells me how he did this trick. Excuse me, are you Mr. Johnson? Yes, I'm Don Johnson. I have a letter from... Our friend, the magician. The, the magician who sits before me? Yes, it says, I perform this trick and the end result will be the dissolution of the marriage of Mr. Johnson. This ta-da. man is great at what he does. It says there at the bottom, it says, ta-da. <sighs> All right, I'll just wait for the skin to come back on him and then I'll leave. No, he's dead. I guess I'm not fully, um... Right, he, no, he actually blew his brains out. Oh. That was the, the trick was that you then would... That he'd ruin my life. Yes. Which he has. Yes. It's over. Nothing, yeah, no, 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 I guess uh, I chose my lane. <laughs> yeah, well done. Uh, all right. Well, um... Uh... Uh, well, we didn't do it. Fuck. I need a minute. Sam now goes on what he calls his 1828 summer jumping tour. In front of a crowd of 500 people in Hoboken, he jumped from the mast of a 90-foot ship into the Hudson River. Wow. He spends the summer traveling around New York and New Jersey, jumping off dams and factory walls and cliffs, anything that seemed insane, he's jumping off. And he becomes a newspaper sensation. Right. The press called him the Yankee Leaper and Mr. Patch, the New Jersey Jumper. The New Jersey Jumper. In a in uh, the U.S. Gazette in Philly, quote, he is now the paragon. The lion attends the parties of ladies. Everyone desires to pry his countenance to wow. see if something extraordinary cannot be discovered. They discover nothing, however, but a what careless a weird twist. But a careless, good-humored fizz, fond of convivality and good cheer. So basically now he's not only jumped off of high things, he's jumped his class a little bit because he's now being accepted in higher circles and people are want to just like but he's a bit of a spectacle yes but these people want to get to know him a little better and then when they're like what makes him tick they're like oh he just is a nice guy who likes to yeah, have he, fun he's definitely becoming known as a drinker and you know whenever they encounter becoming him, it's known drunk, as a drinker. it's drunk the guy Sam. the guy the guy who they locked in a basement full of booze uh, they're <laughs> like this guy actually does like to drink we discovered okay so yeah. he's just getting He's just jumping and drinking. He's jumping and drinking, and then when he goes to parties, they're like, oh. I think that's a Brian Setzer song, by the way. I hope so. Um, Okay. Um, And so he comes up with his catchphrase around this time. Oh, yes. Which he would yell before he jumps, right? (laughs) Yes. Quote, I only wish to prove that some things can be done as well as others. Uh, Dave, I mean, I definitely set a high bar for myself. I wanted, I wanted it to be like red a tattoo or something like that, you know. But he, he's kind of. Uh, I mean, it's really a mission statement, sort uh-huh. of. What is well, it again? It's also, 
it's it's I only wish to prove that some things can be done as well as others. So it's also like a pick me up for people. <laughs> sure, sure. I wonder if he was running it by like if he had like a little like group of punch up riders who were like, eh, it's not. It seems the like best. It seems like he's trying to show people like you can do what you want to do as well as anybody else. Right. You're the best fella you want to be. Maybe made that. Sure. That sort but again, of, it's like jumping. But he's drunk. So it's like, he's drunk and he's jumping. So it's sort yeah, of Yeah, he's like, drunk. So when he says stuff, you're like, nah, it's, it's drunk yeah. guy. Well, it's also when you find, you know, when you find success, it's very easy. I always think that I, like, you see this with like, you know, like people who win like American Idol will be like, you just got to follow your dreams. And you're like, you won like a lottery <laughs> contest. Like, I don't think your path is the one that should be replicated as far, mm-hmm. you know. All you got to do is figure out what you want to do. And if it's jumping, that's just do it. Yeah. So on July 3rd, 1829, Sam published a letter in the New York Courier in which he said to celebrate Independence Day, he would jump over uh, the Little Falls in Essex County, New Jersey. Quote, some base person proposes that I should leap with a frog for 100 sovereigns. Sovereigns, I believe, is a type of British money. Sure. But it's so a type. He's going to leap a, with a frog for money? Yeah, someone is saying he should jump holding a frog, I think. Okay. So it is Which becoming, I agree with. He's, of course you do. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The, the frog, not so much. Yeah. Uh, I like, regret, I'm just a frog. I regret to perceive that the exploits. Oh, I, I, I forgot about this point. He, I forgot to mention this. He now owns a pet fox. And a and he, and a pet bear. What is your problem? Because he you didn't act. Did you didn't honestly forget that? I did. I did. He. Uh, it says he, a lot about a story when you're just like I forgot to mention he has a pet fox, and then your follow up <laughs> is oh, and a pet bear. <laughs> so he has a pet fox, a pet bear. He's jumping drunk. He's getting sovereigns, and his next one involves a frog. Frog on the fourth. May no, the frog's not going to happen. I, I regret. Well, to of perceive- all the things that he can't pull together, he's hanging out with a fox and a bear, and he's like, "Man, I'll tell you, I just can't find a fucking frog to work with." They're right, just such the divas. I regret to perceive that the exploits of a most daring character take but an indifferent impression upon gallant people. Look at Leander, who swam across the. I forget the name of the sea. To get, he wrote this down. I forget the name of the sea. He wrote, I forget a, the name of the sea? Yeah, this is a letter he wrote. <laughs> okay. I look at Leander, who swam across the, I forget the name of the sea, to get a peep at his sweetheart. History has not forgotten him. Yeah, well, well, they, sort of. You can't say history has not forgotten him when in the letter you're writing, you don't you're remember what details, he did. You're forgetting details, and you're going, I forget the name of it. <laughs> How hard would it be if you're writing? Was he written, writing the letter under duress? I would imagine you could say, hey, what was that see? That's it. That's the one. Look at, <coughs> look at Hannibal, who crossed the mountains in winter, and look at me, who have jumped over the Passaic Falls several times and have not been killed. Will history forget those exploits? Every skimble or scamble thing in the country is patronized from an Italian singer, a pair of fat babies, or a dancing corpse, an Egyptian mummy, or the dog Apollo can make fortunes and can visit Saratoga Springs in summer, while I, who have done what Jove never did, can scarcely make up a paltry $50. Pray come tomorrow and see my jump into the Little Falls, and if you can spare a bottle, throw it into the hamper. 
I jump best under the influence of old Madaria. So he's asking for booze. There's a lot going on in that letter. There, I mean, that, like, like that's almost like he over-promoted, where he'd be like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. It just seems like he's a little bit of a... I mean... He's having a conversation in his head. He's, it's a very egocentric conversation. Yes, he's too. very much like, I'm doing something fucking amazing, Yeah, and I'm going to be remembered, but am I going to get paid, baby? And, and if not, am I going to get It's amazing to be like, I'm like Hannibal in the mountains, and what's his face, who swam across something or other? <laughs> I'm one deity. I'm one of a kind, and if you come tomorrow, please throw some gin in my booze hamper. And then he just asked for bottles. I'd so, like a little bit of bottle in the booze. Give me a little a- booze hamper, huh? After Don't his be summer afraid tour, to tip me with a bottle of booze in the old hampy. <laughs> after his summer tour, Patch moves to upstate New York. And there he spent all day drinking in Buffalo bars and nights on display at a dime museum. Oh, God, those. The nightmares. That's a bad gig. If you're him, though, you're probably like, because they were like, the, I mean, they were really, those were really terrible. I mean, that's where Oofty Goofty started. Yeah. So he was, he was probably like, boy, I'll tell you what, I don't, I got, I'll really like the fact that I just jump and ended up in one of these. Yeah, it's, uh, unlike so the while, merman. While on display, museum ad- admission was reduced, reduced to a nickel because Patch would be too drunk to do or say anything worthwhile. All right, everybody, listen, listen to me. We're cutting. Ticket prices in half. Patch is here. He's in there, but he is so drunk that you won't be able to talk to him or see him get up. So it's now a nickel to come and see the Patch show. I mean, I wonder if he was just laying on the ground or if just slumped in a chair, but it just sounds like he was just like. Is Patch dead, Dad? No, I don't think so, son. His stomach's moving. Spiritually, yes. Spiritually, the man's vacant, but seems like he's breathing still. In the fall of 1829, Sam was invited to Niagara Falls by a hotel owner who planned a grand spectacle to promote tourism. That's right. We'd like to have you come down and jump into the falls. Yeah. Uh, the spectacle included an area called Table Rock that would be blown to pieces to clear way for a viewing platform. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, once again, we're like, nature can suck it. The Huntsville Democrat, quote, a greater concussion is not in the power of human means to create that the proposed blast at Table Rock. This is a patriotic act. So, right. So they're like, we're going to blow up rock for America so you can watch this guy jump properly to open a hotel. I don't think it's just I don't think that's to jump. They're just blowing it up for viewing. A view. View to so you can view the falls. It's just right. to blow oh, it up okay. to get a good look. See, right. right? I love that move where you're just like you, this nature, untouched, pure. You have to get a look of it. So we're gonna blow up this mountain. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's right. We really respect the nature, and we want to make it, it. We. It's important that you see this before you go. I it, mean, God's work untouched is glorious. We need more dynamite to put in here to make the platform oh. proper. God. I'm going to blow the shit out of this. It just seems really contradictory. It does not seem contradictory. It's awesome. This is the power of nature. Behold, nature, from this platform we dynamited. Okay. Earth is ours. Well, I give up. Earth is ours. A decommissioned schooner, the Superior, would be sent over the falls to crash into pieces. This is all part of this big event that they're doing. Sure. Um... 
it would be filled with geese and other wild animals, along with an effigy of recently elected President Andrew Jackson. I, but the, uh, it's just like, who, <laughs> it sounds like they just didn't know any pitch. We should fill it with geese, for sure. And let's light an effigy of Jackson. Absolutely. No problem. We'll definitely make sure we have an effigy of Andrew Jackson captaining the goose schooner. No problem. Right, anyone but, have any more notes? But it didn't go off because the schooner ended up getting stuck on a rock and didn't go over the cliff. So all those wild animals were saved. That's good. And, and, now the, and the effigy. The final spectacle of this big thing is Sam doing a 120-foot jump from a platform. Well, hopefully that goes off. Historian Ruth Rosenberg Napperstek in Rochester History Magazine, quote, Within an hour of the scheduled jump, a chain securing the ladder to the cliff walls snapped, breaking 15 feet from the ladder. The steady morning rain and already diminished expected crowds and was slowing work on the ladder. Patch was visibly distressed. He was anxious to jump from this greatest of challenges to build his reputation that he felt was now at stake. It seems sort of self-invented, these stakes of it all. A little bit. But so 15 feet of the ladder is gone. It's pissing rain, so there's less people. But he's still like, I want to do this jump. Yeah. Otherwise, people won't believe I can do stuff. Well, yeah. The Sam, Sam the chickened out guy. Is that what you want? Yeah, right. So it takes four hours, and they fix the ladder. Okay. And then he climbs. The colonial American advocate, quote, Patch walked out, clad all in white, and with great deliberations put his hands to his sides and jumped from the platform. While the boats below were on the lookout for him, he had, in one minute, reached the shore unnoticed and unhurt and was heard singing merrily on the beach. So they were they probably all thought he was dead. Yeah, they must have didn't know because I like, think, you know, Patch I don't is remember. gone. I don't remember. And then the you just hear, time. like, from the bridge, like, she's a grand old flag. She's a high flying flag. Oh, my Lord. There's a lot of mist that goes up in the air at uh, Niagara, as I recall. Sure, um, yeah. Which is one of the dreariest places you've ever been. But um, <laughs> it, uh, so I assume that he just got lost in that. And then they just heard the singing and they all cheered. Yeah. They were, I mean, yeah, but I like to picture it like, you know, the movie where they're all like, oh, my God, he's. I haven't seen him come up. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Well, she'll be coming round the mountain when she comes, when she comes. He's behind him. You're you're acting like that's not exactly what happened. (laughs) That is exactly what happened. That's that's great. That's how you build legends. Singing. Um, so then he walks through the crowd, the small crowd, with a bag to collect money. You know, so he's a tip guy at the end of yeah, the. Right, right, he's, yeah, right, right. He's a tip jar. Booze. So five money. days later, I'm sure booze. Five days later, he put an ad in a Buffalo newspaper apologizing for quote a puny jump of 85 feet, and he now promised to jump 130 feet on October 17th. So was, he was like, that wasn't a big enough jump. I could have done better. I thought that jump was 120 feet. Yeah, but I, th- I think because of the ladder breaking, it... it oh, he, came, he was lower. Okay. Yeah. So now he's disappointed, right? Okay. Uh, so he's going to do this bigger jump of 130 feet. On the platform, he took in the cheers for 10 minutes, then hugged and kissed an American flag and jumped. Oh, my God. I like that. That's like an escalation on the Trump stuff. I want the next president to, like, <coughs> insert 
So it's 130 feet. This, Jeez, what's ten- he doing to that flag? That's right, yeah, lady. There's 10,000 people there to see him. Holy shit. When pulled from the water, he yelled a new catchphrase. Quote, there's oh. no mistake in Sam Patch. And the crowd yelled back, quote, this is the real Sam Patch. <laughs> that's way better. That's way better, by the way. That's a way. That's how a catchphrase. I mean, it still doesn't make a ton of sense. But it's still a great, it's a way better catchphrase. So wait, one more time. The back and forth was what? There's no mistake in Sam Patch. This is the real Sam Patch. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. It's uh I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's show it's show busy, right? Yeah. There's no mistake in the real Sam Patch. This is the real Sam Patch. A newspaper said Sam Patch has now immortalized himself. Sam was on the front page all across the country. Holy shit, honey, did you hear? This guy jumped 130 feet. What? His name became a household word, and his slogan, some things can be done as well as others, became a popular slang uh, expression across the country. Okay, so I guess it worked. It was a catchphrase. It was actually a catchphrase. Okay. Yep. And the Buffalo... We're back. The Buffalo Republican quote, the jump by patch is the greatest feat of the kind ever affected by man. He may now challenge the universe for a competitor. That's right. Uh, He has fully proven himself to be human's greatest person, and now it is time to look outside of Earth for a challenger. (laughs) I'm talking about a galaxy-wide competition of jumping. It's time to find a competitor worthy of him, for there is none on this dumb Husk of a planet any longer. Yes, question. I would say his only competitor is the universe. That's a very good point, which is why Sam will be competing against Neptune. He is going to see who has more of a gravitational pull, himself or one of our planets. That's right. This Thursday night, Sam Patch will be jumping versus Neptune. And by the way... Neptune has not replied to the invitation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just how we planned it. Exactly, my friend. Well, we we expect. Away. And by the way, if we don't hear from, well, it might take a minute for Neptune to send its RSVP. I understand that, so we could give Neptune another week. But Neptune's silence to some of us is quite deafening. <laughs> We demand a competitor from uh, at least another planet, or potentially some sort of Martian man. Uh, we would say a Martian woman, but they will only get paid two-thirds of what the Martian man will be paid. Still nothing from Neptune, by the way. Yeah, no, I'm sure that seems like that what will go on for a long time. Real baby planet. There's no Pluto. Hmm? So, he, uh, <clears throat> he, he promises one last jump in the U.S. before he, he goes to uh, tour... Uh, London. He's going to jump off the London Bridge. That's the plan. Okay. But before that, he's going to perform in the incredible city of Rochester, New York. Oh. I was right near there. Um, yes. It's a 94-foot falls on the Genesee River, and it, it was going to, he was going to conquer that baby on Friday, March 6th, 1829. Okay. Okay. He's only been at this for like a year and a half or a couple of years. Like, it's 1829. It's not... Right. Yeah, <clears throat> but he's ready to. Yeah, but he's. It's time to go international. I mean, oh, for enough. sure. You've already conquered this land. 
So leading up to the jump, he uh, drank in local bars every night to drum up interest and to get uh, drunk. More than once, he was found sleeping he, he, right, in the street. He didn't, have, he didn't have to be drinking for the promotion. <clears throat> he no. could have gone to the bars and sort of done his PR, but while he was there, he was doing a little well. sipsy doodles. Okay. And so he's and, been being found in the streets, passed out. Yeah. Sure. Um, so this man is just a full-blown alcoholic jumper. Oh, 100%. He found out in the paper he promised no mistake could occur during the jump, asked spectators to bring a donation to help with his travel costs, and said his pet bear would also be making the leap. What the fuck? No, that's not okay. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's, like, uh, it's what bears do in nature. Uh, I don't enjoy the... That's I what mean, they do in nature. How many videos the have deal? you seen? I, how, is he, how is the bear traveling with him? Is the bear in a cage? <clears throat> it must be. It has or it's be. on a leash. I mean, this oh is leash God. bear time. A lot of people have be- leashed bears. Ugh. On the day of the jump, an estimated eight to 10,000 people showed up. Sam came out, and He probably went to the bear, and he was like, by the way, not a lot of bears out there. Did you even tell anyone? Did you? There's, like, you're not doing your part. Like, yeah, well, I know, but there's like eight to 10,000 humans out there and like no other bears. <laughs> Don't you get mad at me, dude. I'm telling you this is a partnership. If I jump and... don't l- Listen to me. All right, I understand a deal's a deal, but if you think we're doing a 50-50 split of whatever we make, you're out of your bare mind, okay? Yeah, well... No, 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 dude, look. I'll give you part of what we promised, but you need to start drumming up bear support. I'm tapping out the human market. When we go to London, it better be way more bear stuff. You don't, you don't swipe at me. You do not swipe at me. What are you mad at me for? Huh? I'm the one who's pulling most of the weight around here. And I weigh like an eighth of yours. All right, all right, all right, all right, look. I, and I accept that. And someday, our back and forth dynamic will be turned into a relationship in a sci-fi movie about wars in the stars. That's right. Come here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. I'm sorry, too. I'm sorry, too. <laughs> My dog is really concerned about this. <laughs> he just came over. He's like, what are we doing? Hey, what are you trying to tell me, Dad? <clears throat> um, so, right. <laughs> he's going to do the jump. So on the day of the jump, eight to 10,000 people. Sam comes out. He bows. Um. Checks out the jump, the platform and stuff. And then he turned around and walks off. Hmm. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Because that wasn't the real Sam. He had sent out a fake Sam. Ah. (laughs) He appears right after. Oh, a newspaper uh, reporter, quote, Sam Patch with a gay handkerchief twisted about his head, which is apparently now one part of his look. He had a handkerchief around his head. Sure. Uh, and in shirt and trousers, uh, leaped clear of the rock, spread his arms, and holding his feet together and bending backward, he fell rapidly to the water, which he struck feet foremost, having suddenly thrown his arms down close to his body. It's very hard for a paper to describe a jump I'm finding. It really is, isn't it? Because <laughs> I'm like, what I'm picturing is just not what it is. Well, he, put his, he spreads his arms on his feet together, um, what does that mean? Oh, okay, okay. So he's he puts Jesus-ing. his feet together. Yeah. yeah. So uh, and then he bent backward a bit, and 
you know, falls rapidly. So, then, but then he falls feet first. Feet first. So he yeah. kind of planks. Arms, and then... arms close to his body, feet first. He goes in. Yeah, he planks. Okay. Yeah, planks right. in. Okay. The crowd met him below and handed him his clothes and a bottle of St. Croix. So he gets a bottle of booze. Uh-huh. And then the bear's Everybody's like... Everybody's got to know he's a, shit, uh, he's a shit-faced drunk at this point. Oh, yeah. No, it's like Farley. Like, they're just yeah, like, hey, really load him is. up. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then the bear? The Vermont, the Vermont and Republican-American, quote, afterwards, he threw a bear, which he'd bought... <laughs> <laughs> It's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. But it's then, I mean, horrible. as an after afterwards, he threw a bear, <laughs> which he brought in from Buffalo over the falls. The poor animal whirled through the air and, reaching the water, sank. But soon swam ashore and was caught from further torture. Oh my God! At least they frame <clears throat> it properly. Yes, I mean anybody watching a bear just somersault is going to be like, "Well, that's fucked." Throws up. a bear, and then the, someone's like, "Well done! Look at the <laughs> two of you! What a team!" Now, despite the huge crowd, Sam didn't think he'd gotten enough money when this was over. I mean, so that was just... a very close. That's as full on a spit take as I could possibly do yeah. without ruining equipment. So Sam decides to jump again the next Friday. He, he needs more money. So Jesus. also he's going to London, so he probably needs the money to go. So on Friday the thirteenth of February, he's jumping he's jump. on Friday the thirteenth. <clears throat> Why would that be a problem? Okay. Posters were hung advertising, "quote higher yet, Sam's last jump." Now, last jump means last jump before he goes to London. Right, right. The poster had a huge eagle holding an American flag shield. Hell yeah. A platform was built 25 feet over the rock ledge to raise the height of the jump to 125 feet. Wow. Now, Sam drank all morning and then has made his way to the falls, as one does. (laughs) He downed a final glass of brandy at the base of the ladder and then started climbing very shakily. Jesus Christ. Once he reached the platform, he shouted... You can party after the jump. Yeah, yeah. He shouts down to the crowd, unless you need to be drunk to have courage. Right. Okay, sure. Well, and also, I mean, like, this this happens in entertainment still, where it's like people will intertwine, you know, a vice with the I'm better with this or I need this or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The number of comics who think they're better high and aren't. Oh, dude, when I first started before I was like, I mean, yeah, when I was like featuring and stuff, I'd be like, I need two shots. Then I'm like in my zone. And it's like, no, dude, you're like, your words aren't coming out as well. Yeah. Um, So there's 20,000 people now watching him. Jesus. And he shouts down, quote, Napoleon was a great man and a great general. Oh, uh, Sam. (laughs) New catchphrase is already kind of not working. He conquered armies and he conquered nations, but he couldn't jump the Genesee Falls. Wellington was a great man and a great soldier. He conquered armies and he conquered Napoleon, but he couldn't jump the Genesee Falls. The that sun's was going for down. me to do, wow. and I can do it, and I will. I mean, that it's is a drunk really, guy. It's not only a drunk guy; it's like. Yeah, I mean, the, like, you see the ego in there, you know. I mean, he's like, eh, Napoleon was pretty good, but he wasn't much <laughs> of a jumper. He leapt from the pl- platform, knees slightly bent, arms slightly raised. 
Everyone waited for him to once again straighten out like an arrow, as he did, and make his signature splash. Instead, Sam's head fell backwards, his legs spread out, and his body turned completely sideways as he smacked the water at 61 miles per hour. Oh, my God. Quote, with a noise that might be heard half a mile. Oh, my God. According to an eyewitness. I think Napoleon could do that. <laughs> the bear oh, could definitely no. do that. So, so, yeah, and the bear's like, I'm not going on. I'm good to go. Wow. So, so I mean, he's just gotten too drunk, too cocky. He's too high. And yeah, now- he, I think he's too drunk. I would imagine it's extremely difficult to and to dangerous. gather yourself in air and make yourself into you know. Oh, a thin I was little... watching um, these. Like my nephew and I were watching the. Um, I think what is it like free skiing? Basically, where it's yeah. just basically you just you go as far. Like if you start to get fucked up Wobble. in the air, it's yeah. over. Like it's there's over. no correcting yourself. So he. Yeah. I mean, so even if you hesitate or anything when he's jumping, he probably can't correct it. But again, I mean, getting so drunk. Yeah, it doesn't help. Yeah. So, I mean, any hesitation and you're, you're That's fucked. Right. So, okay. <clears throat> so, so anyway, you were saying that his body made a sound that could be heard half he, a mile away. Yeah. He hits, he hits the water and then he just sinks like a rock. Because oh, it's like concrete so he doesn't, from that. Yeah, distance. he doesn't go in. So when you hit water like that, you kind of, I think, if I recall correctly, you bounce, you kind of almost bounce a little bit before you mm. go. I talked to a guy who worked at the. I talked to a guy who worked at the Golden Gate Bridge once. I also talked to a guy who jumped and survived, a friend, a brother's friend. Anyway, Um, crazy tangent. The crowd waited for the Yankee jumper to surface. A local paper reported a prominent local citizen bit off the end of his thumb. What? He was so nervous waiting. So this guy's. Who's this guy? This guy is getting so concerned that he's not coming up that he accidentally bites off the end of his thumb. What a an old crazy... Lady, an old, this, <clears throat> I mean, we, we, do, we have tension today and nervousness today, but, I, I mean, we're not like... There's not a lot of... No, I'm sure there's a ton of not thumbs that you don't know about. Sure, I guess. It's just not making the papers because <laughs> it's just an yeah. epidemic. Yeah. An old lady called out, quote, If there's anything in dreams, that man is dead. Oh man! So I, think, I think she's saying that she dreamt he was going to die, and now he's she's seen. It. I knew this. Well, why didn't you speak up earlier, ma'am? I thought it was just a, something I ate before bed. <laughs> I had a I had a bunch of bread before I went to bed. I didn't realize that that was actually a premonition telling me to stop and get involved. Oh boy, the ripple of this time is not good. Okay, man. This falls you, on your back, Samantha. What? Everybody else is having thoughts. We're not saying them out loud. Oh, uh, but I dreamt this. I even dreamt this conversation where you reprimanded me for uh, bringing fuck. up the fact that I had this premonition. Uh, oh gosh, Almighty Lord, any- Lord, you have validated my my soothsaying and my ability to predict the future, but. Unfortunately, I didn't speak up. I was going to, but then he said all that stuff about Napoleon, and I thought, oh, no, well, he's right. He's better than Napoleon, who was a piece of shit. He was tiny and just put his hand in his jacket. But now I realize I should have spoken up. That man's dead, and I dreamt it. Oh, I thought it was because I had a bunch of raspberry preserves on my bread. I guess since uh, this is a dollar... Story that I'm gonna, you're gonna become a cult leader, and I'm gonna follow you around. 
Yes, yes, that's right. Eventually, I'll be eating the hearts of a lot of the men in this crowd. Okay, then. Yep. Follow me to a barn where we'll make our own flag and language, and soon we'll write hymns about ourselves. I'm your queen. Sadly, Sam Patch was actually dead. Wow, he patched away. Passed away. (laughs) Were you waiting for that? No. (laughs) (laughs) How many plates do you think I could spin? (laughs) Wow. The Rochester Herald, quote, the exhibition had a marked depressing effect on the crowd. In less than five minutes, almost everyone had fled for the locality, silent, somber, and melancholy. So everyone just kind of slowly... just there was probably one guy who was off. like, I, there was probably one guy who was like, I was at another show. He's going to be behind us singing in no time. He does this. He likes to milk the moment. He's going to be singing Grand Old Flag behind us within five minutes. You wait. You watch. Sam's okay. By the way, has anyone seen the bear? He's been under for a while, too. <laughs> I just, I've been to, I've been to like big playoffs game where, where my team lost, but I just can't imagine Same. walking away from this one. Oh, like, terrible. What do you say? Does anyone want to go just, get steak? <laughs> Is anyone hungry? So boats search for him all day. They can't find him. In the evening, oh, they light torches and they're looking. They can't. There's no sign of him for days and then months. A Sam Patch truther movement begins. Oh, no. People speculate he hid behind the waterfall and escaped when everyone else was gone. Letters from fake Sam Patches are are printed in newspapers. Uh, There's no doubt right now that this is the Illuminati. They took Sam Patch with them right now. It's because they're putting fluoride in the water and they're just, it's a way, it's a designed way for them to believe and get us to vote for anyone who's not Jackson. You're going to tell me that this isn't 5G? You're going to tell me Sam Patch just hit the water and then didn't, and that was it? That's not 5G. It's pretty obvious. By the way, I'm also selling some Sam Patch bone broth. People claiming to be Sam popped up all over New York. I'm one Sam. Person, yeah, one person in Rochester placed a $100 bet that Sam would reappear to tell his tale at an Ockerley's Eagle bar in Rochester on January 1st, 1830. Get, I don't know why he was so specific. specific. But the specific He'll ones... Be at this bar on this day <laughs> telling us what happened to him. The specific ones always seem to work a little Did bit better. Did you say 1930? You meant 1830. 1830, yeah. Okay, 1930 would be... And 1930. Be and if I'm alive then, I expect to collect. On St. Patrick's Day, 1830, seven miles downstream from High Falls, a farmhand named Silas Hudson was using an axe to break up ice on top of the river uh, for his horses to have a drink. When the hairless frozen corpse of Sam Patch popped up. Oh, God. Sam's signature signature handkerchief was still tied around his waist. (laughs) Ta-da! By the way, the guy who was, the the paper that was talking about the guy who blew his brains out on a carpet, piece of carpet, is actually pretty right. Told you. I told all you fuckers. I was called crazy when I wrote the brain-blowing carpet guy story. Okay, so this guy, this farmhand is getting, he's like, I'll just make, don't worry, peaches, don't worry, Matilda, I'll just cut a little hole in here for y'all to have some nice ice-cold river water. Oh, boy. I think, I don't have it written here, but I think it's eight months later. Jesus Christ. 
I mean, it's St. So Patrick's Day, so maybe six months later, but I think it's eight months. Anyway, um, yeah, he was gone for months and months and months. And um, so, yeah, he's just gone, which is sad. Yes, well, let's all say a prayer. <clears throat> Rochester Daily Advertiser and Telegraph. Quote, I had a dream that he was going to appear <laughs> in a hole in the water, too. Oh. Well, quote, we learned that none of the bones are broken and that the face is not so greatly injured as to prevent recognition. A cut on the forehead is the only one found on, about the body. What is more surprising is that in the seven miles between the falls and the mouth of the river, there are several falls, those at Carthage, Carthage being 104 feet, at which it might be supposed the corpse would have been dashed to pieces. So he went down the river he through all these falls. Jumping. He kept, he kept jumping, jumping even when he passed. Yes. He kept doing jumps. He loved it. There was probably some guy who was like, whoa, that was Sam Patch. I told you he was okay. His new look's a little strange. Now, later that year, Andrew Jackson named a beloved stallion Sam Patch. Everyone wrote a poem about Sam Patch. Nathaniel Hawthorne, Herman Melville, wow. William Carlos Williams. Wow. Like, he was written about so much. Two plays about Sam toured the U.S. for years. One toured as far as England and was very popular. Sam Patch or the Daring Yankee. And there were sequels to that. Sam Patch at Home, Sam Patch in France, and Sam Patch the Jumper in 1844. So he's like Star Wars. Sam Patch in France. (laughs) Sam Patch in France is just like... Well, uh, the crux of my uh, play is basically what would it be like if St. Patrick was ever to come to France and to jump off the Eiffel Tower down into the sand, um, which is, um, you know, where I think it eventually would have gone. So it is grounded mm. in reality, but it also has a flair for the fiction. Eh? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm ready to fund you. I think it's a wonderful idea. Yes, Let's get this right. started. And uh, St. Patch will obviously be played by Jerry Lewis. Uh, mm-hmm. He's unbelievable, and yep. he will find, bring to the characters the brevity that we need. Uh, so mm-hmm. super excited for the grounded performance of uh, Sam Patch. Uh, it's called uh, Sam Patch in France. Oh, yeah, go that stung. So Sam's na- name later became synonymous with a cheap brand of notoriety. People who did reckless things to get attention were said to be, quote, acting like Sam Patch. I mean, that's not a great legacy. His name became a substitute for swear words, as in, what in the Sam Patch? Oh, kind of like Sam Hell. This went on for decades. Wow. For decades, trains going through Rochester stopped on the tracks above the falls so passengers could see where he made his fatal leap. Also for decades... Anytime anyone fell off something and lived, headlines read, Sam Patch outdone. Wow. For decades. Jesus. Like, he became a part he's, of just, like... Right, he's a term. Yeah, he's a term. He's, right. uh, like, it's which crazy. Is, which is, uh, immor- it was immortalized. Uh, there was one headline about a cow that fell off a cliff and lived. The cow had Sam Patched. Sam sure, Pat- outdone Sam Patch. Absolutely, yep. Historian Ruth Rosenberg Napperstreck, a quote, no one knows for certain what became of the bear. Travelers reported seeing it at various taverns, some too late to be within the lifetime of the bear. One account claimed that John Sears, the barber, made bear grease hair come from him. 
What? Okay. So the bear lore is that <laughs> potentially the bear was seen in taverns. Just what? Just like. Well, uh, remember they had. Everybody can I had get bears another whiskey in, and honey? Huh? Yeah, they had like had bears, bears in like, taverns back then. It was like. Sure. It, it happened all the time. Right. Sorry. Sometimes there's I a bear in the that, corner. Yeah. Right. Sometimes we've I talked about this before. I'm aware that we've talked yeah. about it before, but it's also yeah. just sort of like it's um, you know, it's a difficult adjustment to. <laughs> but there is a time in our history when uh, bears and bars were not stuffed, and it was totally fine. Um, okay, and then what did the barber do? The barber essentially got made, bear grease. Made bear grease hair cream from him. So I think he. So he was just like combing like the bear, and he was like, "That's some good grease." Yeah, so it's hair grease, but it was like taken from the bear, right. which I'm sure was also bullshit. Of course, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. But it's, anybody, it's called bear, bear hair. If you were at a bear and you were in Ohio, you'd just be like, "Oh, I can just say this is the Sam Patch's bear," right? And yeah, then right. people would come in to see him, and you're which is pup. basically what they were trying to do with Sam Patch until they found him. That's right. Right. Um. So that's it. That's the story of Sam Patch. Now this Jesus. was um, written by. Uh, a comedian named R- Rivers Langley who has oh. his own podcast. <laughs> right. And Rivers sent this to me. Uh, I told you. Right. right. His podcast he, is called The Goods from the Woods. Yes. Um, so he did this on his own podcast. And his own podcast covers like pop, like all kinds of different crazy shit. But um, Yes, I've been on his podcast before. Yeah. Um, um, that is amazing. Wow. Other sources, Rivers. The Buffalo News, Heaven's Ditch, God, Gold, and Murder on the Erie Canal by Jack Kelly. Uh, Ruth Rosenberg, Napar Strex, Writings in Rochester History Magazine. Sam Patch, The Famous Jun- Jumper by Paul Johnson. It Happened in New Jersey by Frank Capo, The Public Eye, Blogspot, NewYorkGhost.com, and Weird New Jersey. Man, that is fucking crazy. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. That's crazy. People just want to be entertained. They well, just want but to see again, stuff that, I mean, uh, I will not dig too deep into it, but it does just again highlight the concept that, you know, when you make it so that, like, people do not have access to a a, a life that can flourish because they're forced to work in factories. They do crazy shit, and you have to figure out crazy shit to get out of the rut that you were kind of, like, forced to start from. Whereas whereas Crane is able to, you know, open his own park and shit like that, some other people, because of poverty, have to fucking put their lives on the line to jump into rivers. Yeah, this one's multifaceted, right? So he, he, uh, to escape the absolute brutality of the... Being a seven-year-old working seven in a year mill. Old working in a mill for 14-hour days. He, he started jumping and getting drunk. But he also had the, whether it's genetic or just family history, he also had that. Right? Yeah. His dad's a, a crazy drunk. So he's already, um, he, he's already got that gene or whatever it is that's in yeah. him. But the combination of just like, well, what else am I going to fucking do? Work in a goddamn factory? forever with this guy until my hand gets chopped off or whatever. So yeah, of course he started jumping, but then there's a thing of like, well, maybe he doesn't want to do it because he's drunk all the time or maybe he can't do it unless he's just fucking shit faced. Like there's just so many different, you, you, but your lines blur as a human because then eventually you just, it's what you do. So of course you're going to do what makes you like successful in some way, you know, (laughs) 
or right, gives you money. It, it's successful or does he just not want to have a fucking job? Like, well, yeah, he doesn't want to be part of. Yeah, I mean, all, the, the, your options this, your options are jump a drunk or have a life of basic, you know, indentured. All this. It always comes back to me for the thing, which is um, you shouldn't have to work if you don't want to. Look, work is bullshit. Most work is fucking pointless. We could be working very few hours a day. Um, tons of the shit that's all over your house is totally unnecessary. But yeah. people put it together. Some guy in fucking China it makes a little round bobble Child. every day, and it gets sent to Indonesia, and they put the bobble on a stick, and then it gets sent to America, and you buy it. And it's like... Those guys could be sitting around and they could just have money or they could just live. Like or if, all the shit we're, we're doing, yeah. we've constructed a entire world on a bullshit system yes. that just gets guys to sit in the top chair and everyone else is fucked. And it's yes. fucking dumb. Yes. And that's all. When I read the story, I was like, yeah, this guy, yeah. this guy didn't, his kids didn't want to work. No one wanted to do this. But no. yet, it became a spectacle, and he became this thing. But did he really want to do it? I mean, maybe he did, or did he just want to be famous? Well, but you don't know. Or did he just it's not like, want to work. He didn't want like to work. When, but yeah, it's like when people, you know, when people like. I mean, there's so many occupations where you have that. But that, you know, there's also the idea that like, if you give someone a occupation that is satisfying and they're not overworked and they get, uh, you know, they get money. Well, then okay, then I understand the monetary system to some extent. If if it's like pretty much. Most people are able to experience, like, you know, pleasure and feel like they do accomplish something. But that's not what we live in now. Now you live in, like, 80-hour work weeks where three different jobs, all basically yeah. surf labor. And, you know, that is just vastly different from, um, you know, what there used, used to be. We've never gotten it right. But no. it is, like... <laughs> It's horrifying right now as, <laughs> I mean, similarly horrifying to having seven-year-olds drink and work in mills. Like, we're headed on that path versus the one where, you know what, I think I'm just going to sit by a pond and fish today for my food. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, it's like when I started doing stand-up, uh, part of me was like, I want to be, you know, a stand-up. But another part of me was like, I don't want a job. Like, oh, I yeah. want to wake up at, at noon. Is that cool? Can I do that? Like, yeah. that's... That's a big part of like, but even now it's like it's a lot harder. Any business like it's a lot harder to to get you know to to any business. It is so much harder to succeed in than it was ten years ago, and it was harder then than it was ten years prior, and it's only getting harder. And ten years from now, it'll be even worse. Everything is getting worse. Everything is you're getting less for more. So look, if if Jeff Bezos' money is spread throughout the Amazon workforce. Then it spreads around because, like, you and I, artists who have, who paint, whatever else. Well, now Joe that works at the factory can fucking buy that yes, shit and can totally. and it's because it's all in one guy's fucking pocket. Yeah, it's just it's all it is. It's in a guy's pocket, and he's going to the fucking moon. And God, I hope it. I hope that next one just doesn't come back. Like, oh, that's I, you know, he's going to go up again. Cool. If I I want it, I I mostly want it to blow up because I want the rich to see the reaction of people on earth. Cause I yes. think their minds will be fucking blown. It's a, it says a lot if they live in a bubble where they don't know that we're rooting for them to explode. hundred percent. They have no clue. 
But 99% of people are like, man, that thing got to be pretty great. Oh, God. I mean, well, well, yeah. I mean, it's like we should we're very, we should be at the point where we're smashing their windows and fucking calling them names. I mean. I don't know. Uh, I said that. Uh, I said that on a podcast a long time ago during the pandemic, and people said that I was the problem. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to trap you so that people again know that you are the problem, which you are. Rich people anyway. should be should not be able to go to restaurants. Like these really, really rich people should not be able to go to restaurants and, and have peace. No. People no. should be yelling at them all the time. Because yes. they have all, they, I mean, there's, we should point out, we should also mention that we are on, um, with Robert Evans, Behind the Bastards, and uh, we're yes. doing, um, we're doing the episode on uh, Henry Kissinger. Well, he called and, it Behind, it's a special, it's, a, it's, it's on the same feed, but it's, right. it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's own podcast, and it's called Behind the Bastard. Behind the bastard, um, but we they, we get into that at one point towards the end of it. There is uh, some talk of of you know what what they should be allowed to do, and it doesn't take much to make them feel discomfort for their actions, and they should be shamed. Yeah, you know, they really should. Hundred percent. Anyway, what a crazy story! <laughs> I'm glad we took it there. <laughs> Great job, yeah, Rivers. Ah. 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 Ah.